Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to part three of, of the Stompcast. We are wandering along the river as we were before. Um, I hope you're really well, whatever you're doing today. And thank you for joining us. Are you enjoying the Stomp? I'm loving this Stomp. Thank you so much again oh, for, yeah. for having us. Great pleasure. I'm glad that I've been able to show you bits of the towpath that you haven't seen before. It's, it's beautiful. And actually, even the rain has stopped. The plane's still flying over, but the rain yeah. has stopped. So we're, we're pretty pleased. Uh, we're pleased about that. So part three of the Stompcast uh, in this section I'd like to chat to you a little bit about the thing, kind of things you've learned. We've, we've talked a bit about life lessons I guess along the way but you know looking back on life and thinking about the present what are the key life lessons that you know you've learned and maybe could share for other people? Well respect for other people is the big one. I, I think that's critical and I would say that's critical from despots down to you know people who have nothing. It's, it's trying to respect other people whatever their circumstance or wherever they are in life, I think is very important. And listening, listening. I mean, I, obviously we've been talking on this mm. podcast. I talk far too much. I'm glad you're talking because otherwise it would be a very, <laughs> very boring difficult podcast. Difficult job, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, I now earn my living talking, wittering. Wittering, wittering the Whitehalls. Well, of course, again, you must go and have a, uh, have a listen to that podcast if you haven't already, and I'm sure you have. The Wittering Whitehalls, exactly, wittering from Whitehall Towers by the river. Exactly. But there's a lot of talking in that. I feel that uh, none of us listen enough. We probably all need to take that lesson. That's absolutely You've got to true. listen to other people. Sometimes, uh, again, I guess with the online space, everyone wants to be the quickest to shout and make noise. And yeah. you know, in the past, you, you, I guess if you, if you had a paper, you received a paper, you'd read something, and then maybe you'd have an opinion. But there was a, perhaps a slightly longer time between eyes reading something, the brain engaging, and the mouth doing the exactly. talking, whereas now you can kind of respond to something, share it, send it yeah. so quickly. And sometimes yeah. we don't take the time to think exactly before jumping through to the kind of the next step. What about kind of lessons in, in terms of, you know, balancing parenting with working and things? You know, how, how do you find that balance? If you have a passion, whether it is something creative or whatever it might be, or you want to go back to the workplace, how do you find that balance in terms of you know energy and focus and still sticking and doing the things you enjoy but also feeling that you're able to parent in the way you want to as well i think it's very difficult it's very difficult i mean you can't my generation would definitely sold this i i would say lie that you can have it all i don't think you can i think there has to be compromise and and, and again that's a shifting thing sometimes the work balance is heavier because that's dictated by your work and sometimes you're able to shift it back to life balance i.e your children and your family but you ignore one or t'other at your peril if that's if that's the situation you find yourself in trying to balance it. it it's a constant you've got to be constantly aware of what's happening around you and what's required from you a very um, speedy boat flying past yes that's not michael is it i don't get it though 
you know what? He can't <laughs> swim, so I think it's highly unlikely. He's whizzing past at speed. Come back, Michael. I'm not sure he's even wearing a life jacket. Naughty Okay, man. that is naughty. Naughty. Yeah, naughty. That's yes. definitely not Michael. Yeah. Well, actually, talking of that, there was an occasion not that long ago where I was lying in bed of a summer evening, not like this particular summer. It was quite hot that summer, in a T-shirt and a pair of pants. Michael was asleep next to me, and I suddenly heard this voice going, Help! Help me! Help me! And I looked out of the window and I shouted, I said, what's the problem? I said, help me, I'm dying. Oh my goodness. So I got up, what? put my trainers on, I ran out in my pants and t-shirt. And there was somebody, there was a, out by our slipway there. Yeah. There was somebody standing in the middle of the river in a big puffer jacket and a backpack and everything on. Right. And she was going, help me, help me. So I waded out into the middle How of the river. How she got there? I assume she just walked in it's there. Right. And, I, and she said, as I got there, she flopped onto her back and she said, I'm dying, I'm dying. And then she flipped over onto her front. So I flipped her back over and I said, not on my watch, you're not. Ah, yes, lovely. And I then mind. dragged her by the hood to the <laughs> slipway, by which time somebody else had come out of their house. Michael had woken up and shouting out of the window, what's happening? I said, call an ambulance. And <laughs> then a police a car dramatic. arrived. And then I said to Michael, bring some towels. And he came down and he brought white bath towels. And I looked at him and I went, is that the only towel you could find? White really? Oh, so I God. wrapped her in these towels. Anyway, it turned out, sadly, that it was someone who had had, uh, I think she'd just been released from some sort of I psychiatric oh, unit. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So the police then said, no, don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll look help after her, and yeah. help her. So, but... Goodness. I did get her out of that because that that tide yes. is quite vicious. There's not somewhere to be entering or no. messing about with. It's, no. uh, it's serious. It looks very peaceful when yes. you look at the Thames, but uh, the undercurrents and it's stuff quite, are very yes, strong. Exactly. It's incredibly tidal. I mean, at the estuary, the, the swing of the tide is huge, isn't it's about it? About seven like, meters seven is meters the highest. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's been flooding this week, so it comes right across the road. You can see here the how far it comes I mean, part yeah. of it in the, well, on the very low tide in the summer it can be as low as a few meters can't yeah you could walk across it i've never done it i'm yeah. always i'm always tempted to do it don't do it anyone don't, no, do, don't, it. don't, don't do, do it but it can go very low and then it, it swings to a very high tide but that's of course even in the coastal areas i mean i grew up in kind of um west wales and pembrokeshire and stuff like that people get caught out with things like the tides very easily yes don't they? and those rip tides can be vicious can't they yeah absolutely yeah. growing up i mean i definitely had a few Hairy respect times. for the sea, there's a life lesson. Yeah, respect there's a good one. Yeah, well, respect you, the water, generally. A few hairy times surfing and stuff like that when I was younger, and you kind yes. of think, oh gosh, I'm starting to get, <laughs> I'm struggling yeah. to get back in here. So yeah, you've got to be careful. But to the point, to the point you were saying about parenting, something that I find interesting, and, and again, watching um, Cara and you know that small family grow up, you know, both parents are, are dentists. Emma wants to, you know, it's absolutely go right, and she should go back to work, and she wants yep. to study and you know continue training and practice do you think do you think we're a little bit taking away from not how hard parenting is but what's the value I, of I was parenting? about to say the value of parenting it's like you need to be to be to achieve you have to go back to work and parent rather than the fact yeah. that parenting on its own being is a mother a or a father yeah it's a, it's a job isn't absolutely. it absolutely i couldn't agree more we should definitely give big applause to people who decide actually do you know what i'm just going to stay home and be a parent it is a job. It's the most important job. You're actually forming the next generation. So, yes, we should be applauding people who do do that. Now, sadly, the economic climate that we live in, yeah. that is not often It's not even an possible. option, is it? No, exactly. 
And I think we also need to probably at some point look at childcare provision in this country, which is crippling. You know, we it's, don't have good childcare. It's care so expensive, in this but you know, Amber um, was saying like the the costs that will be incurred of Cara going to a child babysitter or childminder will pretty much not cover take, her work. She works in yeah. NHS dentist. I mean, yeah, take out her salary. Yeah. Basically, she's like, I'm going back because I want to. Well, and she probably needs to in order to keep of relevant course. within the industry, doesn't of she? Of course. So it's kind of, she's like, it actually doesn't really make financial sense for me to actually yeah. go yeah. back, which it, which it just doesn't seem very fair. So I'm now part of the the whole army of grandparents, you know. Mm. I, I do, I'm going to look after Woody and Peggy this evening mm. and I'm going to look after uh, Woody on Thursday mm. because Molly has, is trying to get herself ready to go back to work. She needs to do things. So I'm stepping into the breach to look after Woody. And then come September, she will have to find proper childcare provision. There are gaps that I may well have to fill for a while, mm. which is fine. Of course, I love doing it. But of course, that then complicates my life because I'm now in a position where I'm doing more, well, you're doing work, the podcast, you're working. working. And indeed, when I had my children, my mother worked full time. She couldn't just suddenly take three weeks off because I needed yeah. to do something. And I think that's the conundrum for parents is that people are working longer. I mean, my pension doesn't kick in for, I think I'm going to be 68 mm -hmm. when I get my pension. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, my mother got hers at 60. That's a big mm -hmm. difference. Yeah, that is a huge difference. And it's fine. You know, we, we all have to work longer. and We've all got to contribute for as long as we can. But contributing doesn't necessarily mean work per mm. se. There is other mm. work. Mm. Could be bringing up your grandchildren or helping with your grandchildren. The, the challenge is that people um, often don't live anywhere near their grand, like the sorry, their parents as well. Like, you know, we often, you know, for career reasons and opportunity reasons, people move across the country. Exactly. I mean, like I live in London, my parents live in Wales. minimum five hours drive yeah. on a clean run yep. in Pembrokeshire. So that yes. provides a significant challenge as well, Absolutely. doesn't it? Absolutely. But um, I, sent some, I sent my children some, some study on Instagram. It was about the fact that I want to say that it was <laughs> children who have grandparents in their lives with input mm -hmm have higher IQs, something as ridiculous as that. And I sent it off to my children. Look lovely, and see. send, yeah, yeah, done. I think it may even have been grandmothers. It was even that, that specific. And Michael and Jack came back that, and yeah. said, and your point is? <laughs> and <laughs> well, I, I said, charge just higher saying, rates. Jack. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. saying, but I'm, I'm charging a rate. Yeah. I love Jack's getting there now, obviously, because he's, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm, all, I'm, best, put, I'm vested in this now. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then Michael put underneath, have you got your, your mother's room ready at home? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, and yes, ready. I can't wait to get my hands on Rocks and Jacks. Are they excited? Are they are you, very excited? Are you nervous? Are they quite excited? How, how's everyone feeling well, about weirdly, it? Well, weirdly, I said to Jack the other day, I rang him up and said, Jack, because they had a few decisions to make because Roxy has diabetes. She's very open about the fact that she has type 1 diabetes and she's coping with the pregnancy with the type 1 diabetes. So obviously that complicates it a bit. So they were making various decisions and I had a very long conversation with Roxy before she made the decision. Then she made the decision. It was on social media, so I sent her a little message saying, for what it's worth, I think that's a great decision. Obviously, it had to be yours. I didn't want to try and influence you in any way because you have to feel happy about it. And well done. Must be a relief now to have made it. And then I rang Jack and he said, yes, mother, what? I said, talk to me, Jack. You never talk to me about these things. You never talk to me about this process you've just been through. And he said... Well, I just didn't think it was my decision. It was very much Roxy's decision. And obviously I would support whatever decision she made. 
So I didn't think there was much of a discussion, but he said, you wait till this baby arrives. I will not be off the phone. <laughs> so I said, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> Is that something you notice? You've got uh, sons, you've got a daughter. Do you notice a difference in terms of communicating, you know, with them, uh, you know, talking about like challenges in their lives? I mean, I, I'm I was one of three and three I've got two brothers. Yeah, one yeah. of three boys, and yeah. and and I think inherently we're just not very good, or certainly when I was growing up, weren't very good about talking about your. You're not. Yeah, not no. just, just mental health, but even just just challenges that you're facing. Do you notice that difference? I, your definitely, children? definitely, definitely. Boys are definitely expected to just get on even more than girls i mean girls i think we i think we you could argue witter and share more than boys is that healthier probably i mean i also think there's a very big i mean we're getting into a whole topic that we probably don't want to cover on this podcast we may have to have another stomp further down yeah, the line indeed. and that is position in family okay. i think is absolutely fascinating what do you mean by that where you are in the family so i'm a youngest you're an eldest yeah. so our experiences are completely different yeah I mean, my parents, by the time I was born, I had three older brothers, had sort of given up on parenting. Hmm. I really sort of brought myself up and made all my own decisions because they were bored of making decisions or tired of making decisions. Whereas my eldest brother was literally, they drove him, you know, because he yeah, was the eldest and he was cutting that. the ice. I think they're stricter. I, my parents were very, I think they'd admit they were very, very strict on me. By the time Clear came along, he had a very different form of parenting to what I had. I had a very strict, very, you know, yep. you need to achieve, need to, you got to be behaved. You got well, to they were on learning everything. on you. Exactly. <laughs> That's what my Probably mom said. Terrified. She said, we're learning. And, yeah. then, and, and then, you know, you kind of, because my mum says that, there's no like manual for, nope. for parenting. You kind of got to work it out. And it's like, it's been done over and over again for a very long time, and yet everyone has to start again. You know, well, can, and each child yeah. that comes along is completely different. True. So inevitably, your relationship with your parents is completely different to your brother's relationship with your parents because you're a different person. So that I think you have to factor that in all the time. As a parent, you're dealing with different personalities, so therefore they don't necessarily need the same type of parenting. It's not a one-size-fits-all. You've so got to true. work out what they need. Do you look back on, you know, times you can share, I guess, whereby you think, gosh, that was a, that was a, as a parent, a difficult time. Did I get that right? Or something you've taken away from it? Because I know, you know, my, me and my parents have lots of conversations about how, you know, I, I kind of wish at school that my ADHD had been picked up you know, yeah, upon. Yeah. Uh, and, and they say, you know, God, we, we wish, we need, we just didn't understand. And, you know, I said to them, look, how, how, how would you, you know, you weren't taught this but it is difficult for them because they're kind of like well we wish we'd have said to the school like is there something else that might be going on here and you know and so on it's difficult because you can't be across everything mm. i mean i would argue that my youngest son barney who's absolutely wonderful i love him he's a real people person he didn't do particularly well at school in terms of academia because it just wasn't his thing and I banged on to the school saying, you gotta got do this, you gotta uh, can you uh, monitor this? Uh, uh. At the end of the day, it's not really made a jot of difference to him. Mm. What he got at A-level, what he did after A-levels, he's weirdly now working in social media and brand partnerships, so a job that didn't exist 10 years ago. So when we were banging on at school about he's gotta do this and he's gotta do that, actually he's ended up doing a job that he's perfectly well equipped for. 
Sounds very much like my brother, actually. Elliot works and he worked in the RAF, and then he's gone on now. He's working with the Americans and with it in aviation. And uh, you know, he had a very, he had very difficult time at school. Was completely not academic in that sense. In the sense, he didn't enjoy school. Elliot deeply yeah. didn't enjoy school and found it difficult. And I think my parents were kind of like, "Gosh, you've got, got to find a way to get you into the she's system." She's very friendly. Yeah, she's quite old now. Too. I know she looks like a puppy, but she's an old lady. As you can see, having a white dog in this weather is not great. <laughs> we can see where she's been. It's another great advantage of having dogs, other than getting outside and having the routine and getting the husband out walking, is that you get people talking. Absolutely. You know, we, we, with them out with Rolo, it's amazing how often you know, children, yeah. family say hello. You know, people say, oh, well, oh, I've got a dog like that, or yeah. you get chatting, don't you? I have a friend who at the moment is going through a very bad time. Her husband is, is quite elderly and he's had a fall and is not in great shape and they have a big golden retriever. And she has a whole community. Apparently in um, Barnes, there are something like 108 golden retrievers. And there's this, this club. They meet. They all meet. And of course, they've been very supportive of her, taking the, because she's unable to walk her at the moment, because she's also got a bad knee. And they just all band, they bowl in and take the golden retriever out. Brings you but together, doesn't it? it I think does. it, it yeah. absolutely does. And, and I would say, my, well, my parents would say, um, for them that Paddington and Lolly, two spaniels they have, has changed their life. And I would say Rolo, in many ways, saved my life. I was in a really difficult place when uh, yes. he came along and uh, that unconditional love that you get and a sense of, I don't know, you've also, you're caring. They, they need you to get up in the morning and feed them and take them out. And, yeah. you know, that I think that that does something, doesn't it? It gets you we through have a lot difficult to learn time. From dogs, because I would argue that's the other thing I would say about parenting is that you can't, you can't sort of quantify or tot up what you give to your kids. At the end of the day, that's your role, and you shouldn't expect for payback. I mean, I, my, both my parents became quite severely dependent. My father had dementia, and then my mother was very physically disabled. And I looked after them because I wanted to look after them, not mm -hmm. because I felt it was a duty and I yeah. owed them. And that was because they very much gave me a free reign. They set me free, in a sense, with their slightly hands-off parenting, I was free to do what I wanted and follow my dreams, as it were. There, was, there would have been many in a parent who would have said, you're not doing that, don't be ridiculous, you're going to university and getting a proper degree. And indeed, when Jack said to us he was leaving Manchester because he'd been offered Big Brother's Big Mouth, yeah. and he was only doing one year of his degree, we said, go for it, Jack. If it doesn't work out, you can always go wow. back. Same with Gosh, Barney imagine, when he said at the end of school. No. Imagine you said I no. Oh, you're staying at Manchester to do history of art. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, God. Isn't it crazy? That I know. The la life is constantly, I always say, it's left and right, it's left and right, left and right, yeah, left and right. Yeah, forks in the road all the, time. all the time. And if you'd yeah. have just said, no, I really want you, please, for me, don't go and do that. I want you to continue in your studies. I'm not saying that would have been a bad option. You never know what else. You know, Absolutely. Never but it wouldn't have been this journey. No, exactly. Fascinating in life, isn't yeah. it? The, the, forks fork in the, road. the forks in the road. There's never a wrong fork, is what you're saying. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's finish this episode off with our health uh, fact of the, of the week, which we do every week. And this oh. Is, oh, this is, actually, do you know what? This one, I've just do glanced at Do I get a phone it. a friend on this? Don't worry, it's not a question. It's a, I, so I don't, I don't see these until I basically open my notes and scroll ah. right to the bottom, whereas we both react it's to it. It's a surprise. Did you... Um, did you, so did you, pretty so did you plan this given the weather today? Was this no. planned? No, okay, fine. Is it I'm about trench gone. foot? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have trench foot? I currently? feel I've got trench foot uh, coming okay. on now. Lovely, yeah. lovely. Right, health fact of the week. The average nose produces about a cup full of nasal mucus, mucus every day, around 240 millilitres, a cup full of mucus. That's hmm. a little pleasant health fact. We get some random ones sometimes. That is a bit yes. random. It's a bit of a sniffly day. Yes. I describe this as a grey sniffly day, isn't it? Yes. Not quite, not quite the, the August we'd imagine, but hey, that's it. And uh, for anyone's knowledge, if you're interested, the reason we create mucus um, and we line these surfaces because ultimately they become inflamed and dry and we have like lots of hairs and things that need to to work and protect us, you know, with the immune system. Catch the bugs. Catch the bugs. They brush yeah. and kick the bugs out the nose and, you know, very, very clever uh, things that uh, our body does. And the mucus basically allows them to do the job effectively. As somebody who's suffered from allergic rhinitis for quite a lot of my life, I seem to be allergic to many, many things. I probably produce a bit more than that, if I'm honest. I'd like to say that I'm above average on the mucus production situation. Are you a, comp- are you a competitive person, then? Do you like that? Quite competitive. <laughs> Is that one you want to be competitive about? Is I'll, take I'll take it. I'll take it. A win's a win. A win's a win's a win. Yeah, I mean, I actually... So here's a, a fun fact. Well, I, I've never suffered from hay fever what's, at all in my life until I moved to London. Bearing in mind I grew up in Wales, the pollen in London is so much Do more intense. Do you think so? that the pollen reacts with the crap in the air. Yes, that's exactly part of yeah. the reason. A few reasons. Number one is the, the, the environment the trees live in and the pollen they produce tends to cause much more reaction. But also, absolutely, the lining is basically weakened and therefore we get further reaction because of that when you add the pollen. And also, in the park that's near me, Battersea Park, now let me get this right, I believe they cut down all the male trees and basically most of them are female trees and they kick out much stronger, much more pollen. So if this is true, I was reading about this. Someone's Why going to would tell, they do that? I, I don't know. There is a re- I read about it reason. and there's a reason. Okay. So Battersea Park, where I go walking in, um, has such a high pollen count. And apparently, like, let me know if I'm wrong, but I was reading this online, that something along the lines of all the male trees are chopped down a long time ago and they have all the female trees who kick out so much pollen and they do so, so much more because there's an imbalance in the male and female tree. Now, this could be absolute nonsense, so let me know if it is, but that's what, that's I'm what I read. I'm going to have to research this now in my rather cat-handed you fashion can, you online. You message me and say, Alex, yeah, you're chatting Alex, absolute crap or not, we'll have to add an addendum. Alex, spot on. Spot on, could we'll see either way. Yeah. And on that, uh, on that note, I'll say a big thank you to you for could joining me. Can I just me. say one more yes, thing about please Battersea do. Yeah, yeah. Many a happy victory for the Bank of England's second 11 in Battersea Park. Hockey. Really? Yeah. There you go. There's, of course, the hockey pitches. It's a great park. I'm not going to lie. Hockey pitch, you've got the tennis courts, which I enjoy. You've got a cafe there. You've got yep. lakes. You've got greenery. Yep. There's lots of good things, just there's not the pollen. There's a pagoda. Yeah, exactly. 
just the, and there's even a bit of cricket as well. The Wednesday evening, you'll see a bit of cricket being played nice. the summer months, which is great. Nice. Yeah. But the pollen's rubbish. Anyway, on that note, thank you so much for joining me. Thank I really you, enjoyed Dr. it. Alex, thank for you so me much. Along on the stomp. Thank you. And of course, as I said before, head over, have a listen to, to the podcast. We leave a link uh, down below. And of course, enjoy Edinburgh Festival as well. Enjoy Gold-plated it. Gold-plated stomp, I think. Yeah, that indeed. One. Guys, I'll see you over on Behind the Stomp in a moment or so. You can catch that on Apple uh, podcast we'll be doing on Behind the Stomp. And of course, I've done lots of Dr. Alex's diary episodes you can listen to too. See you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.